0: Welcome to Day Zero Update for November 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Chris Sologi. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Dan Rip. And yeah, we've got uh, a very quiet week. You can tell it's, we're going into a holiday season uh, here with uh, Thanksgiving coming up in just a few days. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, uh, for somehow that happened. Um, but yeah, not much happened this week. We got uh, Nintendo Indie World Showcase. They kind of came out of nowhere and maybe didn't really drop anything of earth shaking you know uh stature in there, but mm-hmm. some solid stuff there, but uh we got uh, a bunch of layoff news as things continue to look bad for another you know number of companies here um we got the game awards nominees we'll go over and some of the weirdness that's happened there. Mm -hmm. As well as a Sony announcement that happened in the last couple of days here uh, of a a game that people have been wanting to be brought to the PS5. And then when it happened, people were very angry about it. Yep. For whatever reason. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because they want new games from this developer and they're apparently not allowed to work on anything else Mm -hmm. while they're doing that. So, yeah, we'll get to that stuff. Uh, in a bit, and as well as your s- subscription news uh, on stuff coming to PlayStation Plus and Game Pass here mm-hmm. over the next uh, week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do that, we'll start what we've been playing, uh, and I'll be kicking off here. Been playing some Super Mario RPG. I've only put about three hours into this. Uh, this is the remake of the original game, though, for all intents and purposes, it's pretty much exactly the same experience uh they made some some changes to make the battles less tedious uh so when you uh time your your little a button press to uh when you attack uh if you do it really well you'll get de- extra damage done to the other enemies uh that helps streamline those battles a little bit and make them go uh, a little bit faster so uh you get a bonus out of that and i think a lot of the I think they've increased the number of, like, the chance of getting items back when you kill an enemy. Uh, I think that did not happen as much in the original. And I've only really put more time into the original game in the last couple of months on my Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have this first couple of hours kind of uh, down pat for what uh, the experience was, which in the Super Nintendo version, I did Mm -hmm. a lot of grinding in that early area. Uh, because those fights were fairly tough early on as you try and deal with all that. And yeah, kind of uh, remember doing that. And here I haven't had to do it so much. I've been more fighting enemies because uh, it's uh, more enjoyable and it's Mm -hmm. not like a a huge pain in the butt. Uh, They do have control options for the battles because I believe in the original you hit, they have things mapped to ABX and Y for your, Uh, Mm -hmm. your battle options. And I think you had to hit those buttons multiple times to confirm
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what you wanted to do. And here they kind of let you hit those buttons to pick a thing and you can just hit a to confirm or B to go back. Mm. Uh, So you kind of have that, but you can also do it the original way. Um, But yeah, I have beaten the second boss, uh, which is a weird boss uh, because at a certain point they just put down a B or A X Y buttons on the ground, and he just randomly uh, decides to, uh, you know, take out buttons that you can't use in the battle system, mm-hmm. and that sort of changes how you do it. Though so I've been getting by just fine, just doing regular attacks most of the time.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, occasionally use the uh, the specials when I want to get spicy, but yeah. for the most part, it's not a super tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been. Kind of that experience. the The graphics are a nice improvement, but I still am not a huge fan of the like squat art style mm-hmm. that everybody has. And uh but yeah, everything else looks better. It runs better. Um, still has these weird mini games that are kind of just not good, but they keep them here. Mm-hmm. Like, a, you're just gonna. Swim down this waterfall, and you can hit the button to swim back up a bit. Cause you're trying to collect coins as you go down, mm-hmm. and you randomly go into these holes that take you through little like tunnel rivers, where you occasionally get an extra item out of it from watching other enemies just messing around in there. I don't know. It's it's not a great minigame. It's just sitting here button mashing uh, a bunch. And then there's when we're going down a river on these barrels and jump in to get grab coins and if you don't do it right when it's once you swap between barrels uh you'll just hit the barrel and move to the other lane uh which could be good or not i don't know it's not you're just collecting coins there's nothing really major they let you Mm -hmm. replay it for some reason yeah because you want to do better at it Mm -hmm. it's like i don't I don't know. I get enough coins as it is. I don't need to grind that out. Mm. So yeah, there's like a lot of weird little stuff like that. It's like, I could have done without it, but whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's Super Mario RPG. Probably Mm. still keep going uh, for a bit, but I'm past where I was in the Super Nintendo version, which I think I had beaten the, or I was about to beat the sword dude, Mm -hmm. the sword boss. Yeah. Uh to get your first star, I think it is. Yep. Um and then yeah, you get the the second star, and I think uh you get Gino and he explains the entire thing that's going on with these stars. Uh what their purpose is and all that. And so yeah, it's like, alright, sure. Um and it has like one annoying little puzzle thing. It's like a musical puzzle. But they just don't really tell you like how it really works, and that was the whole weird thing I just looked up the the answer from the Super Nintendo version and I got it a, a coin that I or not a coin a card so I could go buy more stuff from this tadpole shop because they have memberships for whatever reason so yeah, the super Mario RPG it's fine yeah. it's exactly the game
2: you remember it as, but now it's somewhat more you know the control scheme is a bit more I guess elegant and they all like have full motion now, so
0: yeah, it has cutscenes and not just like isometric views of characters doing things. They still have that, the weird like pantomiming stuff that Mario can do mm-hmm. and turning into other characters. I was like, why don't you do that more often, Mario? Mm. Turn into Bowser and beat somebody up. Uh, but that's too imaginative for this game, I guess. So yeah, that's uh, Super Mario RPG that's out now. 60 bucks. Um, the other new game I played this week is backpack hero. This was in Mm -hmm. the indie world showcase and, uh, looked pretty neat. I played the, the demo. If you search for that game's name, there's an itch page, itch.io page that has a a quick little web demo. You can play. Mm -hmm. It'll kind of explain the, the mechanics of the battle system and all that. And I recommend playing that too. See if you want to check it out Mm -hmm. uh, for full, um, I did that and was like, ooh, this is right in my wheelhouse. Because yeah. uh, it, uh, it is a game that takes the, the general idea of the Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. uh, inventory system of you having to like rotate these items, move them around, try and fit all the items you want into your inventory, and puts that in like a roguelite game mm-hmm. uh, where your character has gotten this magical backpack that can expand. And hold a bunch of items, and uh, as you run into enemies in the dungeons, um, you use the items in your backpack as your, you know, your weapons. And you have uh, initially like three energy to use mm-hmm. uh, for items, and they'll tell you like this is a this is a one energy item uh, weapon. You know, this is two, this is zero kind of thing, and you start uh, messing around with that to uh get extra damage and all that kind of stuff. You also have armor to add shields mm-hmm. to block damage that you know is coming in. So kind of like Slay the Spire, you know what your enemies are gonna do yeah. uh for the next turn. So you know like, oh these are these are gonna put up their own shields, so I should go in and do as much damage as possible. Yeah. Uh that kind of stuff. So um that's kind of fun uh system that uh been really getting into and you know there's armor and all that, and there's a lot of little modifiers of, like, you know, there's armor. It's, like, any any uh, armor that is, you know, sitting next to this mm. gets a plus one defense kind of thing, uh, and that will add to the amount of block you start with, start with the, the block shield, and uh, you can get weapons that give benefits that same way where they'll do more damage when they're next to certain things, and you get some items that are, like, do not put this next to anything, or else its damage gets nerfed big time. Mm. And so as you level up in a dungeon, you get to add more inventory space to your backpack. And so you can kind of go out in any direction, northeast, south, or west on the backpack. And so like, you might have items that need to be away from other things, and so you can even like uh, build out little tunnels that are like, here's just for this item mm. kind of thing, so I can... Have that do its thing and use all the rest of it for everything else, uh, but early on you can kind of figure out uh, how to you know put stuff together to kind of get some pretty powerful builds in there that uh, makes the the rest of the the dungeons pretty easy uh, mm-hmm. and when you go in for a run, it's usually like three three floors maybe do two or three fights at most in a in a floor, uh, but you're going around buying stuff because you're trying to collect things. Uh, because when you finish a run you go back up uh, out of the dungeon to the the town that's uh when you start is kind of been left and abandoned uh it used to be a good town but the the king or whatever has had you know all the people run off and uh all the buildings destroyed and all that mm-hmm. so you're kind of helping to rebuild the town and you're using the the items that you get uh, from the dungeon to complete quests, and you can sell them in the the first shop that you build yeah. to get one of three uh, currencies that are used to expand uh, the town with more buildings. You know, you can put down houses to expand how many people are in the town. Uh, that's a currency as well, beyond just the, yeah. the name people that wander around that you can talk to to do different things. Uh, but I built like a farmhouse and a blacksmith, which blacksmith is where um, I'm using uh, currencies and even donating loot to unlock more stuff that can get thrown into the pool of stuff that randomly shows up, that kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's it's kind of all feedback loop from going to the dungeons, coming back out and using that to build out the town and all that. Mm. Uh, and they nicely let you move the buildings around As you need to without, you know, charging any sort of extra currency for that stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's a pretty friendly uh, system It makes the the run itself not the the challenging thing, though. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll get tougher over time. Oh, yeah, Uh, because some of the quests you get will be like, oh, I need you to do this thing for me. And I'll give you a, a special starting set of items. And like you need to keep this item in your uh, in your backpack the entire time, but it maybe has some some things that require it to not be next to other items, and so you have to build out you know the way your inventory looks to suit that, and then fit into you know what sort of enemies you run into and all that. So yeah. yeah, it kind of feeds back in a pretty good way that uh has made it a lot of fun, and I'm been playing it on my Steam Deck a good bit. Uh, though I've also been playing it a good bit on my PC as well. Yeah. It's a really good one of those kind of games you just keep in a window uh while you're watching, you know, uh something on Netflix or whatever. Uh that you can kind of just come back to uh yeah. pretty easily. It's not resource intensive. Uh it, it is a little bit different on Steam Deck because uh you know, you can't as easily move stuff around as just clicking on it and dragging it around the inventory. Yeah. Um but the the controls work pretty well for a controller. So yeah, that's a that's a game I definitely recommend if you're into that idea of inventory as a uh, a puzzle and a and essentially as your your battle system to that. So that's uh that's been the the nice indie game I've been playing this week. Uh other stuff I've been playing, Tear Down, that's on PS Plus game catalog for extra and premium people. Uh that is a fun sandbox chaos destruction game of sorts the the campaign itself is uh pretty neat as you're just a a dude who starts doing crimes for people Mm. and that sort of balloons out to all these different jobs you get and you'll uh, go to a different uh, a good bit of maps that uh, sometimes will ask you to keep going back to them for different things with new things involved in that so yeah it's uh A pretty cool system though it's also flexible because it's um it lets you unlock all the stuff and all the maps for sandbox mode you don't have to play through the campaign with that and it comes with a bunch of mods uh built in and then they also added some more with a dlc free dlc pack of extra mods from the pc release um and all those weapons, uh, when you click on them in the mods to activate them, they show up in all the campaign maps. So uh, while it's, you're technically not supposed to have like three things to do all your stuff with, uh, you can kind of just cheese it with that. Uh, all the mod weapons that give you more things to do, though some of the stipulations on that will be like, oh, they have fire alarms, so don't you know, start a bunch of fires. Uh-huh. Uh, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's kind of pretty flexible there. And then the sandbox mode, you can just unlock all the weapons and such. So you don't have to, you know, go through the campaign to unlock them and just sit there and kind of screw around in the, in the, all the the maps and just play around see like what all the stuff does, what all kind of cool things they have in there and use all your weapons and such to do that stuff. So cool. yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good game to fuck around with and just play around with the, the, the physical sandboxes they have built through cool stuff in. Mm. So, yeah, the only thing you're not getting is you're probably not getting any of the the licensed stuff that has been made as mods for the PC version. Yeah, Uh, like They obviously have things like lightsabers that can cut down stuff pretty easily, or like a physical Ikea store that you can go in and Mm. burn down a bunch of stuff and blow things up. Um, But for my PC, not being great with the all that more intensive physics messing stuff. Um, mm-hmm. This runs better. I have not been able to crash it yet. Yeah. But I'm sure you can put enough stuff in there in a oh, map yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. uh, one of the mod maps they add in is a California home that has a bunch of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I just started burning a bunch of things in there and then the frame rate got real, real iffy for a bit. Uh, I also do recommend when you unlock all the weapons, there's like a Uh, what, nitroglycerin Mm -hmm. little thing in there that you could just uh, stack them up, a bunch of them uh, together, and I did that through uh, one of the maps uh, in the campaign, uh, just in the sandbox mode. I just made this huge long line of these nitroglycerin tubes uh, and blew up one chunk of it and watched it kind of blow apart the map uh, Mm. as it sort of wound its way around to where I had it, and that was pretty fun. So definitely one of those kind of good fuck around games with it so Mm. that's definitely worth checking out and uh, the last game I've been playing is Power Watch Simulator Mm. they got their Back to the Future DLC out now for eight bucks uh, with five jobs in it I've gotten all the achievements on the Steam version for that Mm. and that's been uh, a lot of fun It's it goes story wise a bit different than the others I don't know if this is like a license thing or not um but the you're not necessarily brought into the world of back to the future but more back to 1985 or you know 1983 whenever they made the the original movie um as they uh as you're hired by the film producer to come in and clean stuff from the movie and so initially you do doc brown's van at the twin pines mall uh that kind of stuff and uh the producer chimes in some, but you also get Alex, the intern who mm. uh, apparently does not get to look at the script and kind of just tells you what he thinks is going on from what he sees uh, the actors doing. And so he has some, some wild ideas, but uh, yeah, you get the doc Brown's fan at the mall. Uh you get the, uh, the DeLorean time machine uh, also to clean at the mall. Uh, and that's pretty fun, especially, once you finish that, it goes in flat, you know, drives over and goes eighty-eight and goes through time, uh, kind of fun stuff with that. Which you're like, well, if this is a film. Why is the why is the Lurian able to do that? Yeah, they're just like, ah, eh, probably because it's cool. Uh, so yeah, you get to do the the clock tower, uh, which lets you go inside that building up to the the top part where the yeah, where Doc would be coming out onto the ledge to mm-hmm. uh, lay the wire and all that yeah, and so that's pretty cool you get to clean inside that room as well as out on the ledge and all that and mm-hmm. so yeah that's fun as well as they have the whole uh, uh, the whole area kind of mapped out you can kind of go walk around and take a look at it. so I was doing that just enjoying the the sights there
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, then you get brought back you know for when they start working on two and three mm-hmm. Uh, to work on the Holomax Theater. Yeah. Uh which disappointingly is the only part of the map that has been changed for Back to the Future 2. Mm. Um, the rest of that like square is the same as it was before. Uh which is a little disappointing, but uh the way the they frame it in the story is like they just started working on it and got the the Holomax Theater mm. uh built and then uh, apparently when the producer like explains the plot to the the people making the set and all that they apparently destroyed their brains so they thought the 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 dark present uh was part of the future thing so they get it trashed and dirtied uh at the same time you know before they even do anything so they bring you in to activate the the holographic shark uh so that's fun thing to do um and yeah, once you're done with that, uh, you get to work on the the train from Back to the Future 3. And that's pretty fun. That's got a lot of stuff on it. And yeah, when you're done with that, that thing flies away and goes to whatever time, doctor Again, kind of suspending the the disbelief that you're in like the, the 80s when this movie is being made. And uh, that is supposed to be on the set of the movie, but this thing yeah. works actually. And it's like, eh, it's cool uh thing to see. Kind of the fan service you want out of it. Uh so that's that's fun. A little disappointing they don't have like a, a story of somehow you're in the world of Back to the Future. Uh like they do for all the other jobs where you know you're actually in Midgar or you know going to Cross mansion to do stuff. Or uh you know in the SpongeBob, SpongeBob's area, that kind of stuff. Uh but it's still pretty fun for what it for what it is. I could have maybe hope for another map here uh maybe have the uh i don't know where maybe doc's uh workshop and either the the past timeline in 1955 or in the the old west uh those would be fun to do but uh what they got there is pretty good for that and the trophies and achievements aren't too bad either so that's been fun and uh that's been pretty much what i've been doing so brandon what have you been doing
2: well, as for me, uh, I have been playing. I'm actually almost finished with uh, Alan Wake Two, which is, um, and I I really can't talk about that game enough because there's well I can't talk about a lot of it because there's so much in this game that if uh, I, I don't want to spoil for people, but this game goes off the rails like in some just amazing ways. Um, there's everything from like. There's like a musical section that happens that's like a full-on rock opera type thing with like choreography and everything uh there's of course the amazing soundtrack there's all these amazing in jokes and everything and it's just it's an amazing game um a lot of fun highly recommend it um but uh on top of that, I've also gone back to playing Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. And that game, um, I, specifically, because I had finished both like the main game, you know, Shovel of Hope, and the other one, which was the Plague Knight one. Um, so I went back and I was like, I'm going to go further into the King Knight one, which is called King of Cards. And basically, the King of Cards one is essentially two games in one. On the one hand, you've got, you know, the standard uh, Shovel Knight-style platforming, only in this case, you know, since you're playing King Knight, it uh, has, like, a different moveset. Um, you don't really, like, you You have to, like, use this, like, shoulder uh, charge ability to, like, bounce off stuff, and it'll let, leave you, like, sort of twirling and pirouetting in the air that you can then use to, like, bounce all over the place, stuff like that. Um and I, actually, the platforming ones—all like all four of the Shovel Knight-related games—the platforming one, the platforming sections are probably the shortest in this one. Granted, there are more of them, which is you know somewhat different from the other games. Um, and there does, I think, seem to be like more, like more locations and like different paths that you can take to go to different areas as well. So there's also that. But the other half of the game, and arguably probably the main half of it, is the card battle game. Um, and let me tell you, the card battle game, on the surface, it's really simple. It's just, you know, you've got all these cards, and each of these cards, you know, they can push a card in one direction and, or other directions. Some of them can push them further, and some of them can switch back and forth between them. Some of them can blow up stuff. It's fairly simple and you know when all of the spaces on the main game board are covered up the game's over. But let me tell you this the 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 card game portion of this game is incredibly hard and you really got to like get a idea for the rules of this game and how, you know, this game is played because otherwise it will, will just annihilate you like really quick. And here's the thing every time you lose in one of these games the ai can take one of your cards so theoretically you can keep constantly losing to one person and lose your entire debt now the good news is there's like a person in like the game sort of hub where you can buy all of your cards back for a fairly low price um but it is annoying um that said the it's still a lot of fun and It actually kind of goes a bit more into, like, overall, like, what the lore of this game world is. Like, for example, you've probably been thinking, like, you know, know, one of the constant sort of enemies that you're constantly coming up in these games is this poor, just random rat that's, like, flying around on, like, a helicopter propeller who's, like, not really doing anything. He's just kind of hanging by it. And it's like, who would constantly just keep capturing these poor rats and strapping them to these machines? It turns out, it's King Knight. <laughs> king Knight is the one who's doing it. Um, because they are his quote-unquote subjects. Because King Knight is a loser who wants to be a king and he lives with his mother and all this stuff. It's, it's, it's kind of sad and pathetic and also hilarious at the same time. Um, but what's neat is the whole sort of major part of the game is you're trying to go through it tournament more or less to beat all of the major, uh, card game ju- judges in this. And the first one is like King Pridemore, uh, who's like the original King that, um, King, that King, uh, Nye ends up usurping later on. Um, there's also, uh, the Triple King. Uh, he's also one of the other, um, judges you have to face. There's some others, and um as you go on you can actually recruit a bunch of new people because of it because what happens is when you win the first like mini tournament you get recruited by bard knight into this sort of like flying this like this airship that's manned by like these flying pirates more or less these air pirates um and you can sort of like gather new members of your crew along the along the way as you go um and yeah, it's just it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's an enjoyable game. Uh it's really it's really amazing to realize just how they managed to not once, not twice, not three times, but four different times, manage to go back to the drawing board, take all the basic guts of Shovel Knight, and somehow manage to manage to like reinvent the wheel. And it just makes me really excited for Mina the Hollower. So <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. So Dan Reb, what about you?
3: Um, I've also been playing Super Mario RPG. Um, I'm much further than Chris though. Chris mentioned he has one star. I have four. Um, and I've never beaten this game. Like, you know, I've, I've talked about this a few times in the past. I'll I'll go ahead and tell my story again. I did not own a Super Nintendo. Um, -hmm. I am an RPG guy, but I have like a lot of the SNES RPGs are like, um, they're they're foreign to me. So mm-hmm. um, my, my chance to play them was, was, was on the Game Boy Advance. And unfortunately, Mario RPG was not included in that. I think the first time we had it like on a semi-modern console was via the virtual console on the Wii and then the succeeding uh, platforms after that. And whenever I played the game, whether it was via a ROM or um, whatever it may be, um, I always lost my progress right at the point where you um, recruit Bowser.
1: Mm-hmm. You know?
3: So... Uh, you know, that, that, that'll be a spoiler to those who, who didn't play it yet, that the game is more than 30 years old, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it is what it is there. But yeah, um, for some reason, there was like some platforming that I just couldn't do, no matter what platform I put it on. And I am happy to report that I am beyond that point now. Um, mm. I've, I've, I've already recruited Princess Peach. Um, I have four stars now, and there's there, there's seven. So I don't know if I'm actually like like halfway through the game or whether there's going to be some, some plot twist that adds more content. But yeah. I am uh, very uh, impressed with with what, what, what we've had so far, and I think the biggest uh, change that no one will that, that so far no one's talked about uh, that, that I've seen is the fact that you know we're playing the game with analog now. Um, that option, like what wasn't available with the SNES, obviously, because you know that that was primarily with, with the D-pad, and with an isometric game like this, it helps a lot. Um, mm. So um, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it, but. You know, um, the the main thing that's been changed uh, would be the graphics. Obviously, um, I enjoy the art style that we have here. Mario's like a little thumb dude, and you could actually see the um, uh, some of the animation in their uh, faces here, which obviously like they, they couldn't do in the past. So they've done a good job compensating there. Um, and yeah, i I I've really enjoyed that content. And then the music is just. Sublime. Um, you have the option of going into the uh, settings and going back to uh, the classic music or, you know, the modern feel. But mm-hmm. then if, you know, if you're going through a cutscene, um, it's going to be the, the, the modern stuff no matter what. You, you can't really change that. Um, but yeah, aside from that, the game is hilarious. Um, I'm loving every character so far. Like, Mallow thinks he's a frog, which is like mm-hmm. the, the, the funniest thing ever. Like, I, I think he's a cloud. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten there yet um but yeah uh, i think i have around maybe six seven hours uh into the game so far and you know hope maybe i can beat it by next week and go ahead and get started on game of the year stuff so mm-hmm. yeah super mario rpg totally recommended uh recommended game and this is one that i've been looking forward to for a while and so far mm-hmm. it's hit every note uh moving on i've also started like a dragon the man without a name uh <clears throat> available on game pass i did not mm-hmm. i did not buy it um but yeah this game is pretty much a bridge uh between uh like a Dragon, and, or, sorry, Yakuza 7, and then uh, the one coming out uh, soon. I, I, I already forget what it's called. In, in Infinite Wealth, I believe. And mm-hmm. the cool thing here is um, you're using, uh, what's his name? You're using Kiryu. So mm-hmm. uh, they pretty much go over what hap- what, what happened in Yakuza 6, um, and, you know, uh, he, he, he pretty much died. He, he's supposed to be off the grid.
0: Yeah. uh but uh,
3: circumstances happened in which where uh okay like now people know he's alive again and we got to figure that out uh but at the same time you're exploring um a whole bunch of um what's that part of Japan they, they 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 call it again um come or whatever it may be i i forget it um it's all the same places that you were in um like a dragon so um i'm really enjoying like just being in that exact world again and you're pretty much in areas that uh ichiban kasuga and his party was um like uh where where he was just at so for example you're in the homeless encampment and you're pretty much there like a few hours later so you just missed them and the game has done a good job of like putting you in areas where you just missed them and i'm like oh man if he was just here a little bit a while ago he would have seen ichiban and everybody so yeah uh this is a game that i plan on getting back into as soon as i beat super mario rpg considering i know how short it is um but yeah uh really enjoyable um not much to say uh, aside from what i played with the demo um there it's pretty much just classic yakuza gameplay you know you're um doing a side quest one moment but then as far as the actual battle system goes it's it's, it's all fully uh action combat um you have some of the um, abilities that make um cure you a secret agent like he can go ahead and slide through the streets um he can go ahead and use this electronic lasso to um, cause havoc on his enemies like basically like it's it's things that you'll see in other games but put in yakuza mode and it just it's just hilarious from there it's funny because like yakuza can always be as serious or as uh funny as you make it out to be and that's that that's really the um, the charm in this series that the game has really encapsulated well um, and then last but not least, um um on again, off again with Final Fantasy Sixteen. I have three more chapters left, but, you know, as with the courses, um whenever something's out, I put it away uh, to play that game. But, yeah, I'm really near the ending of Final Fantasy Sixteen now. I've, I've gotten back to a point where it's not uncomfortable when I go back to it because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing it um, in between games of Spurs. And, uh, yeah, uh, really enjoying the game so far. Um, again, I have, I have three chapters left, so the, the, the end is within sight. But I'm at a point where the side quests are starting to get annoying, um, and this is really the main knock on the game. Uh, people don't like the side quests just because they're plentiful and they're pretty basic. They, they they don't really require you to do much. They're they're kind of like Animal Crossing favors where you just you know go from point A to point B after you receive that task, and then all of a sudden you go from point B to point C, and usually you, you solve the thing from there maybe you'll be a boss, whatever it may be. like It's very Yakuza in its intent, but at the same time, just uh, way more serious. Um, And the reason why um, it's rough now is because we're towards the end, but at the same time side quests are popping up left and right in areas area that you already visited. And the, uh, the quick travel definitely helps, but the fact that they put so many out at this point in time when you don't really think they're needed, just really bogs the pacing down, and um that's really unfortunate because the game has great great pacing otherwise especially when you decide to um when you decide to just go with the main story um don't get me wrong the side quests do help and they really um add to the overall setting but when it comes to the uh, plot at hand they haven't really helped yet and um i do i mean I, i i'm already this far in i might as well just do them all uh before i actually beat the game but you know um i'm on Thursday, I spent like four hours doing side quests. Um and in that amount of time I probably could have beaten the game, but I've been doing the side quest instead. So it is what it is there. Um even though that's bogged down bogged down experience, I still I still very much enjoy it. And with the recent announcement of DLC coming, um I'm excited to like you know relive more legends in uh Clive's shoes. So yeah, that's been about it for me.
0: Alright, so yeah, let's get to uh, some news here. Uh we got a new month uh, for PS plus game catalog and some more game pass stuff kind of uh, coinciding here to tell us what we got for the rest of the month here. And so, yeah, the uh, PS plus game catalog, we got a bunch of stuff here. Mm -hmm. Um, Teardown's already been uh, noted there. Yeah. Uh, That came out on the 15th. Uh, The one game that's not, uh, launching with the rest, but uh, the rest will be here on the 21st, on Tuesday, just ahead of Thanksgiving, so you will be able to get a chance to check that stuff out here, and let's mm-hmm. see what else is on there. Uh, for PS4, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen. Mm-hmm. Worth checking that out, because uh, the sequel's coming out here. Maybe we'll find out. I think they're supposed to have an event uh, this weekend coming up. Uh, maybe the the week after that, I'm not sure, but they're going to have a big event for Dragon's Dogma 2. So you can check out the first one and see kind of the, the weird way that that game works. Mm. Uh, it's got shades of Monster Hunter to it, but uh, you're kind of more agile and able to like climb up on the the, mon- the big monsters you're fighting that kind of stuff and do damage to them, almost like a Shadow of the Colossus kind of thing. But uh, you can also take uh, AI companions to help you out. And, you know, you learn you loan those to other people, uh, the ones you have, as well as getting stuff from other people. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now let's see what else we got here. Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah. Extreme versus Maxi Boost On for mm-hmm. the PS4. Now, it's a 2v2 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we control mobile suits from the many Gundam series that are out there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, this is a port of the 2016 arcade title. Uh, so yeah, 180 suits from 36 titles in the arcade version, mm. plus two extra suits that have never appeared in the arcade version before. So
1: mm.
0: you want a, a weird little arcadey game? Uh, you can mm-hmm. check that one out. Uh, also for PS4, Dead Island Riptide: A Definitive Edition. Sort of when they they made like an expanded uh, expansion version of the game, the original game,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and kind of have some more stuff for you to do in that world. Uh so yeah, you can check that out. Uh PS5 and PS4, Super Liminal. As uh, a mm-hmm. first person puzzle game that plays with perspective and optical illusion type stuff. Uh that seems like a, a really cool one of these that I just never got around to, so uh that's one I'm looking forward to checking out.
1: Yeah, that
2: I've I've seen people play that one. That one is real mind through of a game.
0: Yeah. Uh so yeah, that looks neat uh for the PS5 and PS4 uh, I in Chronicle Rising it's the sort of side scrolling action rpg uh spin off of uh, uh the main game that they are supposed to have out next year uh so you can check that out that's uh it's a pretty fun game uh it's just kind of tedious in terms of how you're going through the same areas multiple times to deal with quests and all that kind of stuff so uh that's one worth checking out if you have not yet, uh, let's see. Also for PS4, Nobunaka's Ambition, Taishi. Uh, let's see. Become a daimyo and govern a clan as you work to improve your country through civil administration, diplomacy. So that sounds like, a, like maybe a Civ-esque strategy game uh, set in the, the Dynasty Warriors universe. Uh, so that's, that's cool. Uh, if you want to check out that. Uh, also for PS4. Alternate Jake Hunter, Daedalus, The Awakening of Golden Jazz. That's a hell of a title there. Yeah, um, as yeah, a New York City set crime thriller visual novel, mm. blends detective work such as interrogations and clue finding, clue finding, along with unique storytelling elements. Uh, so yeah, murder mystery thing. So that's kind of neat. Yep. Uh, also for PS4, River City Melee Match or Melee Mach. Uh, this is yeah another River City game, mm. uh, Kunio-kun game that. Uh, this is. Let's see, I think this one like a four-player maybe sportsish game. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, you can check that out. Uh, and then for the the classics that are for uh, PlayStation Premium users, uh, they got for PS5 and PS4 Grandia.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: so that's a a classic JRPG. Mm-hmm. For the PS One, uh, one of the first that I think has like a timeline system to it. Yeah, as you're doing fights, you uh, can pay attention to how your different attacks will affect how enemies move up or back on the on the battle timeline, mm. kind of stuff, and that's neat. Uh, so there's that uh, also for PS Four, PS Five, Jet Moto,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the PS One game, classic arcade. Uh, racing game but on like futuristic you know jet skis that hover yep mm-hmm. uh, so that's cool uh, i assume they're gonna get two and three outs in the next month or two in time i guess uh for that so that'll be neat to see so i think two is when they start getting the mountain dew advertising in it mm-hmm. Uh, as that was the late 90s yep if you made a like an extreme sports game, it was going to have advertising with you know Mountain Dew, maybe Doritos, maybe Pepsi. you were going to get some sort of uh, advertising in there of some. Uh, let's see for PS4 and PS5 up, uh, the PS2 game or no the PSP game, PSP version. So yeah, the PSP edition of the game based on the movie, the Pixar movie Up. So uh, which was a great movie. Not sure how you turn that into a game other than just a generic platform. So it's probably exactly with the, you know, the old guy, Carl, and his sidekick, uh, Russell. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, also on PS4, PS5, clonoa Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. Mm-hmm. So if you've not checked out the, uh, the remaster of those two games, this is a great one to jump into. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're classic platformers, 2.5D uh, platformers. Mm-hmm. You're mostly moving uh, side-scrolling, but you get opportunities to go uh, into the background and that kind of stuff. Uh, very good style and all that, so that's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have not done so, and I guess uh, for PS4, Parappa the Rapper 2? He's mm-hmm. never put this on PlayStation Plus before. Mm-hmm. It seems weird, because I think all the rest of theirs are on there uh, for the PS2 games. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out. It's probably going to be a bit tougher because of latency stuff, but maybe that'll work out fine. That's a neat little mm. game. It's about uh, noodles. Yep, uh, like spaghetti noodles. Yep, he gets a lifetime supply of noodles, and that uh, causes havoc in his in Barappa's mm. life and the town's life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. Pretty good lineup.
3: Yeah, the big one here for me is uh Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. Um, this is a game that I've had my eye on since last year, primarily because uh, the PS2 uh, game was like one that I played a lot of when I was younger, but I didn't have a PS2 at the time. So mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to jumping into that because I've never seen a deal on it. And now it's on the service. So that's cool. Oh,
0: those go on sale all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, on sale on Switch eShop right now for $11.99.
3: That's why. I don't want to buy it. I played on Switch. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's been on sale on the PlayStation 2. Because mm. uh, that's Banner Amco. They're going to keep dropping the price on that. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can get a, a history on that. I happen to be on uh, Deku Deals mm. here. But, yeah, it's it was on sale pretty often. Uh, yeah, it looks like it was just on sale on the, the PlayStation under 15 bucks, But you don't want to put any money down to check it out now. It'll be on PlayStation Plus, so...
3: Mm. That's good. I think I was just holding out hope for a $10 deal. Mm.
0: I'm sure it will happen. Bandai Namco is the king of putting games on sale for like 80 to 90% off. Mm. At a certain point, if you like anything they have, Mm. just wait. Uh, So, yeah. That's that's it for PlayStation Plus. Pretty good lineup. Mm. Uh, For Game Pass, let's see what they have here. Uh, Yeah, available now. There's Coral Island. This is the 1.0 version of the life sim that's been in early access on Xbox for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check that out. You're on an island, a tropical island. Surprisingly, from the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can check that out. Uh, also available now, Persona 5 Tactica. I had the download on my Xbox. I've not started it yet. I'll probably check it out this week coming up. Uh, heard good things about it, so mm-hmm. that'll be neat. And that's it for the week. Nothing surprising coming for uh, the holiday weekend, uh, mm-hmm. but on the 28th uh, for console Dune Spice Wars. Yeah. Like it's been on PC game pass for a bit. Yep. Uh, but it's on console coming up here. This is a 4X RTS mm-hmm. uh, from the yeah the developers of Northgard, the indie like RTS games. So mm. that's neat. Be able to check that out. Uh, also on November 28th, Roller Drone mm. uh, for Xbox and PC. Mm. Uh, that is the, the really fun uh, third person uh, uh, rollerblading slash shooter game. Mm. Uh, we get to do all sorts of wild tricks and shooting dudes. Isn't this like futuristic sport uh, set in 2030 the far-off mm. year of 2030. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that looks to be it for everything coming out for the rest of the month. So, some good stuff there as we go into the quiet period, but maybe the the Game Awards will be where they announce some more stuff? Yeah. Actually, they'll probably announce, but probably have some surprises then. Mm. Uh, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, let's get to the rest of the news here. Of uh, v- if case you didn't know half-life has reached its 25th anniversary one of the probably the game that ended the the reign of doom as the the big first person shooter on pc yeah um and i mean it, it that 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 alone
2: would be like a big deal but it also did so many new things with the yeah. media that just wasn't that was just so revolutionary like if you play it now, it definitely has not aged well in some in some areas. Um, a lot yeah. of that has to do just simply with the fact of like the technological limitations that they had at the time. And keep in mind, this was like a high-end PC game back in the day. So, yeah, yeah which, I mean, let's be fair, all of the Half-Life games have been that. Like, it took them basically completely inventing a new piece of technology for the third Half-Life game, you know, Half-Life Alex, to be able to come into existence. Um, Yeah. And that was well over a decade after Half-Life 2 came out. But the first, the one thing that this game did different that all the other games did is it was the first game where everything happened in real time. The story happened in real time. The action happened in real time there were no cut scenes or any cinematics or like that. You were in the middle of the action and it was always going on around you there. You know, yeah. there, that, that whole first part of the game that by modern standards, just infuriatingly long, like tram ride to the lab is basically then showing off like, this is what we can do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, the game that ended the the reign of like the Doom clones is what people called the genre at that point. Yeah, and it was like, oh, we can do more than just what Doom did. Yeah, uh, and there are various games that tried other things, just never got that big. Half Life was the the one that pushed through mm-hmm. and kind of made you know it feel like a world and not just a map. Yeah, and it was well
2: written too. That was the other thing they got like an actual honest to god like. You know, New York Times best-selling author to write the script and scenario for this game, um, yeah. and the sequel, by the way, um, and uh, and apparently, like Gordon Freeman is a fan because he's got two of the dude's books in his locker <laughs> yeah. when you're getting the stuff out of it, um, and also it was just, I mean, it was just it was so well designed for the time anyway. Um yeah. the fact that you know it's it's a technically a first person shooter but but for a good chunk of the first part of the game you do no shooting. It's almost all based around you know using that crowbar or trying to figure out some kind of physics puzzle or you know stuff like that. And Yeah, yeah it just it it did so many new things. It's it's one of those things where it's like Going back, a lot of newer people, if they go back to try and play, they'd be, they'd be like, well, what's the big deal? Because so much of what this game did first has been so thoroughly copied and adapted, and in many ways uh, improved upon by other game studios since.
0: Like Halo took a lot from that. Yeah, Halo
2: definitely took and
0: a lot. And then Half-Life 2 came out and then put it in a new atmosphere.
2: And it put it in the stratosphere is what it did, because... That was the first game where you could literally basically interact with just about every single thing you, ca- you came across in the environment because yeah. you got the gravity gun. And the gravity gun was basically a revelation because <laughs> you could literally pick up basically any object in the game that that thing could, you know, hold and throw forward and you could use it against anyone and anything. Um, yeah. So much so that you can definitely see like some envy coming from the people at id Software when Doom 3 came out. And they came out with the expansion that had the, oh look, it's totally not a gravity gun, but it is a gravity gun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, for the record though, I will say, um, if you want to play this, go ahead. It, it's you know Like I said, a lot of parts of it haven't aged well, but other parts of it are still quite pretty solid. Um, but if you really do want to, like, play this game, I would recommend just playing the Black Mesa Project.
0: Yeah, or turn on, like, God Mode or something. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about the pure difficulty, or maybe do try the difficulty.
2: Yeah. the, the be honest, the Black Mesa Project basically takes this game and improves upon it in basically every way. The graphics are better. Uh, parts of the game of the original that just weren't really that good have been redesigned from the ground up. It's, it's definitely worth it, but
0: yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, and Half-Life is also uh, essentially with all the, the expansion stuff they did for that is where Gearbox kind of came into prominence.
2: Yep.
0: Uh, Cause they worked on some of the expansions for Valve. Yeah. Uh, there. And so you kind of got, uh, that studio kind of rising up they went from that to oh, I forget what else they did. Company of Hero not Company of Heroes, uh, Brothers in Arms has kind of came out of that yeah uh, from them. And yeah, cool. you kinda of got a lot of stuff like that that's like
2: also think- it's it's basically like one of the birth the part of the birth of esports because this is where uh SOCOM originated from. Um Counter Strike? Yeah, Counter Strike. Um, Counter Strike and just a bunch of like the various uh modifications and stuff that would inevitably become like you know franchises in their own right. Because the great other great thing about Half-Life was how how you know Valve basically gave you know uh wannabe and amateur game designers basically all the tools to use to make your own projects, using you know Valve's guts as the foundation to build upon.
0: Yeah, people build a lot of, a lot of different modes because there's Day of Defeat that came out of that stuff. Yeah. Counter Strike, uh, there's just a Deathmatch classic. Yeah, that is also out of that. Uh, uh, Dystopia,
2: that was a particularly good one. Um, that was like a cyberpunk shooter. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. And eventually, you know, we got like what was the beta version of Gary's mod. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we got Source Filmmaker with Half-Life 2. But, um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. This one game basically kick-started, like, an entire section of the industry.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, Valve's celebrating the 25th anniversary by making it free on Steam mm-hmm. uh, for, not sure how long, uh, for a good bit at least. I already own it, so I can't. Mm-hmm. And So I see that, um, but also they put out a big update to yeah. make it uh, run and look better on newer machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff, uh, make it fully playable on Steam Deck uh, without any mm-hmm. real like adjustments needed for that stuff. Uh, so what else have they done? Uh, they had a new graphic and rendering options, including software rendering on Linux and widescreen field of view. Mm-hmm. also changed the game to default to the original models, not the HD ones seen in the expansions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you get the the weird-looking boxy models of what yeah. a 3D PC game looked like back then.
2: Yeah. Also, like, some of the original, like, models that sort of went thrown to the wayside when they were originally making it. Yeah. Uh, so those are, like, in the multiplayer maps now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that, and they also, uh, yeah, put out a big hour long documentary uh, that they worked with uh, Daniel Dwyer of formerly of GameSpot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of his side projects, not no clip, but he started a new uh, uh, side thing to do like company funded documentaries when they want to do that uh, versus ones that are self-funded, like the ones that no clip has been doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so that's like a, a whole thing. So you can watch that and learn a lot about the, the game and all that Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's cool yeah uh yeah as weird as for as much as that game is beloved everybody did not like the end of that game in the alien area the zen
2: yeah that's that's where the black mesa project came in and basically redesigned it from the ground up so that's
0: where like you could clearly tell what parts they had a lot of time to work on and what parts they didn't yeah you
2: you get to the end of the game it's like yeah this is Part where you know Gabe and Co- Gabe and company were like, Yeah, we're kind of at the finish line, guys. We just got a marathon.
0: this shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's free until the 20th, so yeah, by the time this probably comes out, it may be over. So,
2: yeah,
0: hopefully, you saw that on your own, but mm-hmm. that's well worth checking out. Mm-hmm. And speaking of old games, uh, The Last of Us Part Two mm-hmm. uh, is getting remastered for the PS5, a thing people have wanted. Naughty Dog to do ever since that game came out, you know, the summer before mm-hmm. the PS5 launched. Mm-hmm. And now they're very mad about it. Because I guess it took them too long or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. They want the new games from Naughty Dog and it's like they're working on them. Yeah. They got, they got multiple teams, they can deal with that.
2: Yeah. You got to
0: remember the
2: huge amount of labor that goes into those games. And remember, they already got into some shit for you know the crunch that they had to make people go through when doing uh, Last of Us Part Two. So,
0: yeah, yeah, especially uh, with this game, I believe a lot of the the work on it has been from the, the newer parts of the studio. The newer people mm-hmm. have been working on this uh, versus the Neil Druckmann's team that is supposedly working on something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they have. Let's see, it'll be out January nineteenth, twenty twenty four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it'll have, uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff in here. It'll be a ten dollar upgrade if you're already on the PS4 version, mm-hmm. uh, so that's good to see. Uh, yeah, the they have a new mode called No Return, a roguelike survival mode, mm-hmm. so that you can kind of go through randomized encounters and uh, test your test your skills. And now, because that is a game that has a, a lot going on. Uh, with all the combat and the stealth and all that, so uh, that is a uh, an interesting new mode. Uh, yeah, includes a bunch of playable characters, so that's cool. You're not just playing as Ellie there, unless you want to play as her. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the the guitar. Uh, you can kind of just keep playing that. Mm-hmm. You have a guitar free play mode. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so you can just do that. Use audio effects pedals to modulate your performance. Plays different characters and several. In game locations, customize the mood and feel of your set. Uh, So that's cool. Uh, Let's see what else they have here. Uh, Yeah, they have a new set of lost levels in part two. Mm. Your master allows players a unique chance to check out some playable sequences previously cut from the game. Mm. So they've even expanded that uh, a bit and added some cut content Mm. to the game. So that's cool. And yeah, they've also got new director's commentary. Across the campaign's cutscenes for yeah, Druckmann, uh narrative lead, uh, Hallie Gross and Troy Baker, Ashley Johnson, and Laura Bailey to talk over. So yeah, as well as a lot of uh, graphics enhancements to it for you know 4K mm. uh, unlocked frame rate options and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this looks like a pretty fully fleshed out remastered thing. They're also putting out a new uh, physical version, uh, bonus, uh, you know, like bundle thing, mm. uh, the WLF edition that includes, uh, let's see a bunch of trading cards, a patch, enamel pins, uh, the game and, uh, steelbook case for it. So
3: that looks neat. So yeah,
0: there you go. It looks, looks like a really good collection there.
3: Yeah. Um, this one sort of came out of left field because, uh, this was actually a premature um announcement. Like I believe it showed up on the PlayStation Store and then like, oh um like it, it was a it was a data miner or so that like found it and all of a sudden, you know, Sony really couldn't uh, avoid the rumors anymore and they just went ahead and uh, announced it and made the PlayStation blog do their thing and uh here we go. Um you mm-hmm. know, as for like people being mad about it, you know, I think it comes with the territory of the fact that The Last of Us Two came out in um 2020 it is still fresh in people's minds but at the same time it's that was three years ago now and that was a ps4 game so this is ps5 this was gonna come and you know it was just a matter of time and uh you know they made the announcement and like you know when when you when you look at the screenshots or the videos there's not that much of a difference i mean the last of us 2 really pushed the ps4 to the utmost boundary of what that system was capable of um in fact like uh, correct me if i'm wrong i think the ps5 was already out yet I'm, I'm 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 not completely sure no that was the summer before okay it was right before and like i know for me my ps4 pro was already humming so you know the fact that we get to play it now on ps5 without that being a problem oh. is uh is there and yeah the um the fact that you can have the 10 dollar upgrade is definitely a plus um if we didn't have that i'm pretty sure you'd hear more of an uproar but yeah they did the right thing and made it more accessible to people who already bought the game and knowing that they're still in the middle of shooting or they will be in the middle of shooting um season two of the tv show uh means people can go ahead and catch up in their own way there and you'll finally have both games available on ps5 come this january so
0: it's a win-win
3: again you have the you have the ten dollar upgrade so it definitely helps and i think this wlf edition is pretty cool especially if you like went through and played the game. like You know what all of this stuff is, so it's pretty awesome for any Last of Us fan. And then as mm-hmm. for that new um, roguelite mode, it's not something that really tickles my fancy, but I'd love to try it. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: it's a good, impressive set of uh, new content there that kind of gives should give everybody a, a reason to check it out if they have not uh, done so before. So, and yeah, just... 10 bucks for the upgrade is pretty good. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, checking that out next year. Mm -hmm. Not a fan of it, putting it right there. It's, uh, uh, what is it, January 19th, uh, right before Mm -hmm. uh, like 50 games come out for the next like five weeks Mm -hmm. there. Um, But either way, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there you go. That's cool. Uh, And yeah, as we mentioned earlier, the Game Awards is coming up soon uh, they announced the nominees and we'll not go through everything here but uh, I'll go through a, a few of these categories that mm-hmm. uh, were interesting um, and yeah there's the, the main game of the year award which has six nominees here Alan Wake 2 Baldur's Gate 3 Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Marvel's Spider-Man 2 Resident Evil 4 and Super Mario Brothers Wonder uh, all sequels uh, nothing original here, but uh, you do get you know the the knowledge that like nobody put in Starfield just because they expected it to be here mm-hmm. uh, at one point. Um, seems like that kind of shook out as I think it's only nominated for Best RPG, which is maybe where it belongs on that. Yeah. Uh, for as much as it is an RPG, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's uh, a pretty solid list of games there. Um. Let's see. Best game direction has Alan Mike Two, Baldur's Gate Three, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider Man Two, and Mario Brothers Wonder, mm-hmm. uh, which is not a surprising list. There. Let's see. Narrative Alan Mike Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy sixteen, and Spider Man Two. I would say maybe I disagree with Phantom Liberty being there as like an expansion thing mm-hmm. uh, versus you know full fledged games having to pull wait for you know full entire game. Versus just uh, a series of missions. Even though I've heard the story is good, but Mm. you know, there's less that needs to uh, there's less that needs to go on there. Yeah, uh, for that compared to other stuff here. Uh, But I don't. I'd be surprised if that wins it over some of these other games. Maybe Baldur's Gate three should win it for most writing. Mm. Uh, I
2: mean, let's be honest, Baldur's Gate pretty much everybody's shoe in for what's going to be game of the year.
0: Yeah. Uh, never yeah, game of the year. I've heard people saying it's either Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, or Alan Wake 2. And I'm like, yep. it would be hilarious if it's like Spider Man or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, just see people freak out that much, but mm-hmm.
3: uh, let's I would see. see it. And like you know, I've never played Baldur's Gate, but I don't know. I, I I just don't think you top Zelda's Ascend. If I don't know, if if Baldur's Gate has their own version of Ascend, I see it. I just don't. But you know, I've been wrong before.
0: Yeah, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is there because it brought a genre that died
3: mm-hmm. for
0: many years back to prominence and to the success it has becoming a very popular game in that genre that mm-hmm. used to be a hindrance to anybody that tried that. Mm-hmm. And that Larian has kind of built that up over the course of their last few games in that genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made sort of a, a standout game in that way. This is the new game that people are horny about, all the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that Hades was. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the, the thing that stands out for it as well.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, but yeah, let's see. Art Direction is Alan Wake 2. Hi-Fi Rush gets on there, which is a good choice. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Lies of P. and Super Mario mm-hmm. Brothers Wonder. Uh, Lies of P. is also an interesting choice there. Yeah. Uh, for its weird, freaky, puppet, bloodborne thing. Oh, yeah. That's going on. mm mm-hmm. uh, Let's see here. Uh, what else? They got best performance for voice acting, mm-hmm. motion, and or performance capture. There's Ben Starr in Final Fantasy 16, Uh Cameron Monaghan from uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba in Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, which I've heard British people being like, what the fuck is his accent in that? Because he is a British man, but he's using a different accent. Well, uh, yeah, he's using a neutral American accent. Yeah, and it's, I've seen people being like, what is that? Like, it sticks out for people hmm. uh, in that way. Um, but let's see here. Melanie LeBird in Alan Wake 2, which I believe is Saga Anderson. Uh, Neil Newborn in Baldur's Gate 3. I'm not sure what nubon yeah. who that voice actor is that game i'm going to double check here oh it's esterian of course that's the mm-hmm. one character people are horny for Skate 3 and then there's Yuri lowenthal in marvel spider-man 2 mm-hmm. uh, peter parker which is a pretty good choice i would have maybe gone for miles morales but yeah. Peter is kind of the the big focus of that game uh, so there's that uh, the innovation and accessibility. Uh, has a lot of good choices here: Diablo Four, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Mortal Kombat One, and Street Fighter Six. Uh, you could definitely go for like Spider-Man, maybe Forza. Mm-hmm. There, I'm struggling to think what Diablo Four has. I don't know, but Street Fighter Six also has some good stuff, and could be p- some pretty good choices there. Yeah, the way they talk, they push indies down into categories like Games for Impact, uh, which has a space for the unbound. Mm. Chance of Sinar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Terranil, and Venba. Mm. Uh, Terranil is maybe the one I would take out of this and put in. Uh, I forget what I was thinking about. <sighs> oh boy, I forget what that was—the one that kind of stuck out to me was like could be replaced by. Um, yeah, all the others have some very good messages to them, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, shame, I don't think any of those made it to the main indie list. Uh, let's see, yeah, there's Best Ongoing Game and Best Community Support, which I don't really understand the difference between those, but I guess Community Support tends to more the the community, people uh, dealing with their communities, that kind of stuff. a mm. uh, Best Ongoing Game just has uh, the pure content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that has Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, which I would not put that in there. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I would not put Genshin Impact on. Uh, I would put No Man's Sky in there. Mm-hmm. They literally added a new race to the game. Yep. Uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff. It's mm-hmm. so like the, the game that, and also, you know, massively upgraded the game to work in oh. PlayStation VR two. Yeah. And all that, and it's like, okay, I guess that doesn't matter. Uh, Cyberpunk should be on there. The game that was half working when it launched and has finally only recently gotten into a, a decent enough state mm-hmm. to sell you more content uh, for that. But yeah, and then community support, they have Baldur's Skate 3, Cyberpunk, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy Fourteen, oh. and No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's where No Man's Sky goes. But yeah, literally a lot of that is just uh, what's-his-face, just posting, Here's what. here's the 50 things that are in the new update. Mm-hmm. that we're launching and the, that kind of stuff. And it's like, I think that would have been better in the other one, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, best independent game, there's Cocoon, Dave the Diver, Dredge, Sea mm-hmm. of Stars, and Viewfinder. Yeah. All those are good games. I think they mm-hmm. could have had a sixth game here. Yep. That's like random categories have six uh, things in it and uh, others have five. But this one also, Dave the Diver is not an indie game. Mm-hmm. Rocket yeah. is a wholly owned subsidiary of nexon which is a huge mm-hmm. company that is publicly traded if your company is publicly traded you should not be on indie games yeah which i think would exclude uh devolver digital which mm-hmm. i'd be fine with i've gone on record as like i think devolver and maybe annapurna interactive are kind of big enough at this point that maybe they don't qualify yeah. as indie as they're just regular publishers mm-hmm. that focus on smaller games but, yeah, Dave the Diver is not an indie game.
3: Yeah, that was definitely a uh, point of discussion in my social feeds. And, um, yeah. yeah, I am I am of that opinion. Like, Dave the Diver should not be on here. But mm-hmm. then again, you know, for double standards, I also don't think Annapurna and Devolvers, uh, like, qualify for the same sort of exclusion. So, yeah. tough to say. But yeah. happy to see a start. You know.
0: Yeah. Like, Annapurna is part of a major media company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not one of the big studios, but they're getting there. Mm-hmm. They publish a lot of weird stuff that uh, the other studios won't. And mm-hmm. they kind of have a a fun style to them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only one game here that is self-published. It's Sea of Stars
1: mm-hmm.
0: by Sabotage Studio. Yeah. Uh, Viewfinder is Thunderful Games. Dredge is Team 17. And it's like, yeah, it brings into that discussion of like, are the indie publishers, you know, indies themselves mm-hmm. uh, uh, the only like the way they describe this is a game made outside of the traditional publisher system mm-hmm. which is like how is how are these you know indie publishers different from the traditional
1: mm-hmm.
0: publisher system other than the scale of the funding that's like yeah that's uh that's the thing that's going to continue people are trying to argue that indie is a stylistic thing and it's like no no Cause like Nintendo can make pixel games and that doesn't mm-hmm. games. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the, the main rant I had for this thing. Mm-hmm. There's best debut indie with cocoon dredge pizza tower. In case you want games that are fucking weird as hell. Yeah. Um, Venba and viewfinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all good. Uh, Could have probably gone some other options as well, but I, I don't have a great mm-hmm. grasp on which of the indie games I've played this year. The first ones from those studios, not uh, so. Yeah. That's my fault on that, but yeah, there's a there's some stuff there's VR action mm-hmm. game, action games where Armor Core Six gets a nomination. Mm-hmm. That's the cat. That's the weird category where it's Armor Core, Dead Islands uh, Two, Ghost yeah. Runner Two, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant Two. Yeah, it's like here's all the games you didn't want to put anywhere else. Yeah. An action adventure has Alan Wake 2, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider Man 2, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yep. There's like four of those five are in the game of the year category. Mm hmm. Uh, and they went for it with role playing game by putting 16 in there, Final Fantasy 16. hmm. Uh, and that whole argument that's been going on in the internet for a while. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see. Best Family Game. They have Super Mario Brothers Wonder in there, which I've heard repeatedly is not a good family game (laughs) Uh, because the, uh, the thing with that game, they made Yoshi and I think Nabbit as the like kid characters, but I've heard multiple parents be like, my kids don't want to play as either of those two. They want to play as like peach or, you know, Mario or whatever, but you can't give those uh, abilities that make them, you know, you know, not take damage or whatever um, to the other characters. And that's kind of the issue where it's like oh those kids for like sonic superstars more than Mario brothers wonder because it's easier to play. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's where you fucked up when you make kids want sonic more than mario. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Oh. Not to mention
3: sonic superstars is definitely not easier to play <laughs> as a family yeah. mario is. But yeah, my my votes for disney here just because, you know, I've, I've talked about it before. The fact that you can go off screen and the camera will come back and you don't have to worry about like the other player um screwing you up as he couldn't it's more wholesome to me that way.
0: Yeah. So I think this Mario is the the first one without the characters being able to physically interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus yeah. the new Super Mario games.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's definitely the case, but obviously if one char- if one player is better than the other and like you know you're speed running and you're catching up, it's not very fun for the person catching up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there you go on that. That category is always the here's all the Nintendo and Nintendo like games mm-hmm. uh, to that. So, uh, though Nintendo's all over the best simulation/slash strategy game mm-hmm. is they got Advance Wars One and Two, Fire Emblem Gauge, and Pikmin Four in there. Mm. Amongst City Skylines Two and Company Heroes Three, like there's three games that are way different. Though, but there you go. Sports/slash racing shows you the the audience of people that are voting on this. As the only sports game in here is EA Sports FC 24. There's no like MLB The Show or Madden or 2K or anything. All the rest are racing games. Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2, uh, F1 23, and the crew motor uh, So that's kind of where you can see like, oh, the people voting on this are more into racing games because so they went that deep on the racing games to be like, the crew should get nominated here. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 should get nominated here yeah uh for that so that's kind of the, the weird thing, but uh let's see adaptation has Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, the last of us, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie and Twisted Metal, which yeah, those are all pretty good. Mm-hmm. maybe go Twisted Metal of the ones I've seen here yeah, uh which is just Mario Brothers and uh, I am getting the last of us from Target for ten bucks whenever I get that uh and yeah for the weirdest category, most anticipated game. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Hades 2, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, and mm-hmm. Star Wars Outlaws and Tekken 8. Three of these four are out in the first two months of the year. They're out within like two and a half months of the, the Game War it's happening. So you can go pre order them now. You can't pre order Hades 2. Maybe not Outlaws. I don't maybe you can. There's no date on that one. Mm-hmm. That's a weird yeah, category.
3: I mean, like part of the problem is just that we don't know what's coming out next year and The Game Awards is pretty much what tells us.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's your. That's some of the categories here. Uh, Some pretty good stuff. We'll probably stream this. Yeah, Uh, that'll be the seventh, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me double check. Yeah, the seventh. So that'll be. Some we'll talk over and uh, see how you know what kind of cool stuff gets announced. Maybe GTA will get announced there, or maybe Mm -hmm. uh, they'll do that between now and the. in the, the show, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: there you go that stuff. And let's get to some bad news. Amazon games, uh, a game company you never think of. Yeah. They've laid off 180 jobs. Yep. And their games division. Uh, yeah. Let's see the, the layoffs are focused in two areas. The crown Twitch channel for to be eliminated altogether. And the games, the game growth teams. Mm. Uh, they were notified through an email from the VP of Amazon Games. It's yeah. the second wave of layoffs the, the division of the company has faced this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that sucks a lot. That's a lot of people there. Yeah. Uh, for that. Um, but, yeah, then we got next here Digital Bros. Mm-hmm. You probably don't know this company by name. Uh, they nope. are a parent company to somebody you might know of, 505 Games, and probably yep. other stuff as well. Um, they announced plans to lay off 30% of its staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's a a number that people have on how many people they have. It mm-hmm. might be tough if you don't know the entire workforce or whatever, but uh, that's a lot of people, 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're saying they're doing so to align with the new competitive market mm-hmm. and be just like everybody else, laying off people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they publish, you know, control, gun or uh, ghost runner two, payday two. They published the PC version of Death Straining, but it's like that. But yeah, okay. they've uh, they've done some good work, but mm. yeah, they're just another one of these companies laying off a bunch of and the the biggest one, the Embracer Group, they have announced that the the wave of layoffs they've been doing since the summer started mm-hmm. has reached over nine hundred people. Mm-hmm. I believe the number I saw is 904. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that is a shitload of people. Part of that was closing Volition down. Mm -hmm. I think shortly after they celebrated their 30th anniversary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. There have been layoffs at Crystal Dynamics, Beamdog, Zen Studios, Digic Pictures, and Mm -hmm. more. Uh, As well as uh, a bunch of other uh, stuff going on at Embracer. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a great time for layoffs, especially at this point in the year uh, where, you know, people are looking forward to the holidays, maybe a little bit of time off mm-hmm. and getting some awful news that they'll have to add job searches to that whole mm-hmm. period. So hopefully they got some good severance to help, uh, help them make ends meet for a bit here mm-hmm. uh, while they search for a job. But yeah, not a great time for more layoffs.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh So, yeah. Uh, and some more worker news mm-hmm. Sega employees have said that uh, Sega is threatening mass layoffs if mm-hmm. they uh, keep wanting to unionize mm-hmm. as retaliation for unionizing a new unfair labor practice filed by the communication workers of America
1: mm-hmm.
0: accuses Sega of forcing employees into a meeting where they were told their jobs would be offshored to mm-hmm. Japan and Europe rather than bargaining over the layoffs directly with the union. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which you might remember when they voted to form this union, Sega was like, hey, we'll work with them. We'll see Mm -hmm. what we can do. And you can tell how much they gave a shit about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're threatening the layoffs would impact 40% of the group. Mm -hmm. Roughly 80 unionized employees total. Uh, Being a union does not necessarily mean you won't get laid off. It just means you should get better uh, severance package as a result, uh, should that happen. But obviously, people shouldn't be losing their jobs because they've unionized. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should just, you know, bargain with them and get uh, a good deal for them. Yeah. Then they get happy employees. Yeah. But yeah, they're going to deal with this complaint being filed and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, th- there you go. Yeah. And that's your bad news for the week.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lame, obviously. like This was like a few days after that uh, they said that they'd be giving a whole bunch of Atlas employees raises. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, well, how about in America? I guess that's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we got some
0: slightly good news here. The Nintendo Indie World Showcase had a bunch of stuff in it. Mm. We're not going to go over everything here because it's a lot of random indie games. You can mm. check out the, the list here for more information on them. Mm. uh but let's see they shut off the shantae advance game mm-hmm. which is uh then going back to the prototype shantae game they made for the gba uh the original you might not remember was a game boy color game mm-hmm. and so their follow-up they're like hey we should do something on this game boy advance and just kind of never followed through with it decided mm-hmm. to work on other stuff um, but now they've come back to it uh with uh shantae advance risky revolution Mm -hmm. Uh, that'll be coming out sometime next year on playstation switch and pc Mm. Uh, let me see they had some timed console exclusives here there's on your tail Mm -hmm. Uh, this is a let me see what this is yeah story driven life simulation game Mm -hmm. uh, featuring a bunch of uh, anthropomorphic animals Uh, so yeah story driven life sim of relaxation investigation and knowing how to play your cards right Mm -hmm. I think you might be able to play actual cards in this. I'm not sure, but Mm -hmm. that seemed neat. Uh, That is Switch and PC next year, time console exclusive. Mm -hmm. There's Howl, which is like a turn-based strategy game, Mm -hmm. Uh, but not maybe what you think about, but there's a demo out now on on, uh, the Switch, but that's coming to Mm -hmm. PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch and PC. Yeah, I think the Switch version's out now. Uh, might not be out on the other platforms yet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Backpack Hero. I talked about that. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. There's a Highland Song that's out December 5th for Switch and PC. That's a neat-looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a narrative adventure game with a lot of like musical stuff to it. Oh, yeah. Rhythm and Survival Elements that has a really nice uh, style to it. So that's one mm-hmm. to keep an eye on. Uh, Moonstone Island has been out on PC for a while. Mm-hmm. uh nintendo's got the switch uh exclusive on that mm-hmm. for a timed console exclusive at launch that spring of next year uh outer wilds is finally coming to the switch on december 7th mm mm-hmm. us be able to check that out planet of lana finally coming to other platforms it's been on xbox yeah. since the spring uh it's coming to P- uh, playstation and switch this spring mm-hmm. this next spring um heavenly bodies is out on the switch february 2024 it's a fun little physics space game yeah uh let's see urban myth dissolution center is a neat looking game mm-hmm. uh, that one uh let's see yeah, It's a mystery adventure game mm-hmm. that looks pretty neat Join forces with the psychic director of the urban myth dissolution center it's a variety of cases involving cursed relics rental properties with shady histories
1: Mm-hmm. And dimensional,
0: uh, So basically a bunch of weird shit Supernatural shit happens mm-hmm. And so you got like that kind of thing And yeah, they ended saying like Hey, Braid Anniversary Edition is also coming
1: mm-hmm. To the
0: Switch Because uh, they announced that a couple of weeks ago It was just coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC mm-hmm. On April 30th next year I didn't put that news because Jonathan Blow sucks Fuck him
2: Yeah, seriously
0: like... Uh, But yeah, we'll get to some better news here Black Friday is coming up Uh This is a weird... A uh, year for that because mm-hmm. this stuff's been going on for a bit. Mm-hmm. As uh, Black Friday just spreads out throughout the month of November, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Uh, this list uh, did not come from Cheapass Gamer; came from Reset mm-hmm. Era. That somebody managed to compile a lot of the stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has some of the digital stuff on PlayStation Network, but this might be the the PlayStation Direct mm-hmm. uh, for physical stuff. Uh, if you want to go to the e and uh the playstation store and xbox stuff mm-hmm. look up DecoDeals.com. i'll probably put a list on that a link to that on here uh nintendo's stuff goes live on monday mm-hmm. uh for that but uh other games there's a, there's some interesting stuff out there mm-hmm. uh if you've been waiting on some of the stuff to go on sale mm-hmm. like assassin's creed mirage it'll be 40 bucks here at a bunch of places uh, for that, um, yeah. What else here? The Atari 50 collections, 20 bucks at a bunch of places. Uh, let's see, AW Fight Forever's 40 bucks at some places. Uh, what else is here? Some some of those indie physical games are going to be on sale. Uh, Crisis Core, 30 bucks if you want that one. The Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, there's Dead Island 2 is 35 bucks. The Dead Space remakes, 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a couple of places here. Uh you can get Diablo 4 for 50 bucks at Best Buy, it looks like. Uh 60 bucks at Walmart if you want to pay more, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's how you want to do it. Uh Disney Dreamlight Valley, 35 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else here? Uh Elden Rings 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. See on PS4 at Best Buy, you just get that and you get the PS5 version for free. Mm-hmm. Free upgrade there. So you can check that out. Uh let's see Final Fantasy 16 for 40 bucks. Uh let's see F- Fire Emblem. No, that's just Warriors Three Hopes. Mm-hmm. That's 30 bucks. Uh let's see here. Oh yeah, where's The Last of Us? I was gonna see that because it's a ten dollar upgrade. So if you uh mm-hmm. you can get that for twenty bucks at Walmart, so you get that. Uh only pay thirty bucks essentially get the PS5 version. Mm-hmm. That's not bad there, uh one that I particularly like theater yeah theater Rhythm, final bar line you get it for thirty bucks uh, at least on the switch. I don't know if there's other editions,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, you'll probably have better luck looking on the websites directly for some of this stuff because they don't always publicize which ones are mm-hmm. all in their sales as much as I've looked through like Best Buy for like movie stuff, mm-hmm. that they had on sale it took me a while to figure out what I wanted but Barbie that movie is ten bucks uh for the blu-ray edition that's Mm -hmm. a very good price for that it's one of the the best movies i've seen this year so that's uh out there yeah ratchet and clank rift apart for 30 bucks at a couple places there that's worth checking out Mm -hmm. uh so yeah there's some some good stuff check out the the link here Mm -hmm. uh the eShop and the the psn and the the xbox store has some more stuff going on some of the companies didn't wait for nintendo to do their Mm -hmm. thing I think Activision Blizzard already put their stuff on sale. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. Um, but yeah, the, the deck of deals uh, kind of does a pretty good job of compiling all that stuff together. But oh, yeah, may miss a few things, but you can uh, check that stuff out. So yeah, there's going to be a lot going on here. I already got all my my Blu-ray mm-hmm. orders out for the week and some
3: Christmas stuff done. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean like a lot of the black friday sales already started early um for me in particular with gaming uh nothing mm-hmm. really floated my boat and like i'm kind of kicking myself because a couple weeks ago or was it last week target did a buy to get one free sale and a lot of the um stuff there that amazon matched was already on discounted price and mm-hmm. looking at looking back at it i should have just ordered and just returned if i saw something diablo was like sub 45 from i believe i saw mortal kombat for like around 50 but buy to get one filled. but anyway um I did get, get get some stuff already, not related to gaming. I got mm-hmm. movies, like you mentioned. I ended up getting Barbie. Then I bought two monitors, a mic, and a, a standing desk. So even though I won't be gaming with
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So yeah, there you go. That's kind of uh, going to do it for the week this week. We'll be back after the holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully the
2: movie trauma is over by then.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should be pretty good for next week. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Brandon Denver for joining this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week as we are one week closer to uh, December. Somehow this is the month that is both uh, going really fast as Thanksgiving mm-hmm. did not feel like it was going to be this week. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get uh, to next week and be wondering why November is already over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a fun time as we get through the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, if you let friends and family know, they should check it out and select strangers. Yeah. uh, That are also uh, weirded out by how fast uh, we got from Halloween to Thanksgiving. Seriously. It
2: was like Halloween was over and the very next day, it just, it happened so fast.
0: I've already seen people with their Christmas decorations up.
2: They're already putting, they started, Christmas shit up the morning after Halloween at the grocery yeah. store I work at.
0: So I've seen Christmas stuff up in September.
2: We're going to come to a point where Halloween only lasts half a day.
3: Even then, oh. um, for Halloween, like we didn't even get any treaters. So, but which is fine. We don't really serve candy. But as far as Christmas starting early, I, I'm, I'm Filipino. We we start in September. Yeah.
0: New- I'm sure if you look, you can find that they've repackaged the Halloween candy as Christmas candy. Mm-hmm. The same packaging just looked like a Christmas gift design on it instead of whatever the snack thing they do for the, the Halloween mm-hmm. candy. I'm like, man, you guys just don't... You just want to keep producing the same things all year round you found. Mm-hmm. I've seen Christmas trees that were black, so mm-hmm. you could put them up for Halloween.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, what the fuck? We don't need trees for every ho- holiday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's your holiday rants for the week. Yeah, thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a good week ahead. We'll see you all next time. Have a good one.